Bum bum Welcome, Rankensteins, to Yo That's Rank, the interactive podcast where we rank and rate from lame to great all the things that really matter in this world. That may not have been the correct key, per se, but that is undeniably the theme song to the hit show, The Office. Today, we are doing a deep dive of the show you know, you love, you fall asleep to, The Office. Yo, 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 yo. Yo 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 that's right yo 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 like, I, I mean, it's high. That may not have been it. Like, what I'm even pretty instrument sure is that? A flute? Oh, a, wait. What's a that thing? Pickle, a recorder? No, it's like the thing that you play. No. It, <laughs> it's like the zetar. What is that thing that's like a... Like you play it with your mouth and the keys. The lyre. It's like that. Oh, the keyboard you know what thing. I mean? the, yeah, the, the melodica? You think it's a something? melodica, maybe? I did play it. I don't a, know what I played the melodica is. a little bit during quarantine. You may remember oh, from our yeah, yeah. Taylor Swift Yes, video. it's exactly like your front porch thing. That's, ex- that's <laughs> what I'm picturing, exactly. So, yes, people do say that a lot. We have been hurt. Like, I think Peacock was literally developed because they were like, if we take the office over here, yes. these people are addicted. Netflix is like... I don't know how to tell this to you, but people are still watching this like all the time. And NBC was like, great. The confusion to me, it's not on Netflix now. Right. That's what I mean. I know, but I literally. Right. But remember, they faked it at one point. They were like, we're taking the office. And so many people like rebutted. And so then. Yeah. Like, just kidding. You can still have it. I don't remember the conversation where they actually definitively took it. That was the that. So that was the the um, launching of Peacock. Truly. Like, that's what happened is they knew that it was going to be successful because the contract was up. So like how 30 Rocks back, everything works on year cycles with all these streaming services. And so. Office was technically in this contract where it was like Peacock owns it. It's moving. It's done. And that was like the giving them the boost of confidence to start this streaming service that I loathe. (laughs) And now they have the office. And let me tell you, in trying to watch some episodes for tonight to prep, I did not get kindred to Peacock. I hated it more. Luckily, I randomly did have Peacock. So I I had it too. But when I went to click on a certain thing and it was like premium, please, I was furious. So we'll just be done with Peacock except for tonight. So this episode, we're doing a deep dive into The Office, which is something we do on our Patreon channel every once in a while. We allowed our Dr. Rankensteins over on the Patreon to vote for what they wanted us to talk about. We gave them three options, The Office, Parks and Rec, and 30 Rock, and said, which one do you want to deep dive? And to no real surprise to me, the majority of folks said The Office. We did have, Parks and Rec was really in the running. It lost by like Close. four votes, I think. Yeah, yeah. And so if you want to control what we have here on the main channel, you got to go over and join. Honestly, our Rankenstein of the Week this week I was going to say. Laura S. That's what I was going to say. No, I want Parks and Rec to win. I got to go join Patreon. And then she did, and she voted for Parks and Rec. Sorry, Laura, it didn't actually work But that's work the right mindset. You. 
that's the way you have to think. That's the right move. Luckily, we only put up three options that we knew we loved and could talk about. Uh, Those are three comedies that obviously, like, they're in the ether of important comedies on network TV. And, Kaylin, you've watched through all of The Office, right? Yes. Yes. I have a confession to make. Oh, I know you. I let's move into our vibe check. Let's do our vibe check on the show. That's a, okay. this is a good place to do it. Let's really get some All right, you we're start. In the confessional. What is your vibe just overall on The Office? I love The Office. I would have been somebody that said like I fall asleep to it previously. <laughs> Brian and I love it. I watched it when it was on real TV. I I had all of the DVD sets for all of the seasons. I took that to school. I loved it. Um, And so I continued to love it. And I would ebb and flow with if I was watching it on streaming. Because sometimes I just needed a break. Um, But... I do love this style of show and we'll talk about Mike Schur a little bit, but I just do think I really like his sensibility and like the single cam doc style stuff that this kind of pioneered. So my vibe is good. I will say I do not watch the last, the, the last two seasons as much at all. Once Michael leaves, I really drop off. I cannot believe that like Will Ferrell is on my screen. Like all of those, (laughs) like Johnny California or whatever his Danny California, whatever his name is. So I am really a fan of the first seven, and then I kind of fall off after that. Yeah, and The Office is brilliant, right? Like, it came out, nobody was doing what it was doing, and we saw this, and we are like, what's going on? And we just laughed and laughed at the ridiculousness and the style of comedy. Like, we just had not seen that in America. We as a nation. (laughs) We as a nation. We Um, as a nation. So when it first came out, I was, like, totally on board as well. I remember we were in high school when it first came out, and so I was watching it through high school, and then we always talk, you and I, about those tricky college years where, like, Netflix was not a thing. Streaming services were not a thing. And so I really didn't watch a lot of TV during college, which was great. We were out like running in the rain doing stupid stuff. Um, And so I kind of fell off the office wagon a little bit and I never fully got back on. So today I did my own little deep dive and I was like, let me see how many seasons I actually watched because I thought it was like seven or so. I've watched four and maybe five, okay. <laughs> like parts of five. And then I went to six, seven, eight. And I was like, I don't know this. I know what happens because it's a cultural juggernaut. Yeah. But oh, yeah. You've seen the stuff, but yeah. you don't know the you don't know the plot. True. Until your brother, who is my roommate now, filled me in. And I watched a couple episodes like kind of from every season. And then I watched the finale. <laughs> Because okay, I had great. to. I had let's, to know where it ended and how it ended. So so let's put ourselves in time, right? So NBC premiered in 2000. I mean, The Office premiered on NBC in 2005. Here are some other shows that were like on at the same time. In fact, had you turned on the TV and gotten there a little earlier, you would have been stuck watching My Name is Earl. No. Do you remember? You would have <laughs> oh, maybe. And it. maybe you thought it was the next day and you're like, oh, oh, I think it's the next day. Then you would have accidentally been catching yourself watching The Apprentice Martha Stewart version. <laughs> so get where know. we are. Get where we are. I feel like Joan of Arcadia has got to be on in CBS like the time at the of same the time. Me- <laughs> CBS, maybe. Yeah, I'm only looking at NBC right now, but <laughs> right. it's like 
the Law and Orders. We're back in the um, medium time, like yeah. when the media was on, which is crazy because as you can tell from what I'm saying about all of those, crossing Jordan, like none of that stayed. But The Office started in a time where it fe- it feels and it felt so ahead of its time because it extended into now this is just how TV is done a lot of the right. ways. Right, now but you can turn on TV not like that. and you're going to see like any number of workplace comedies or things that right. are similarly structured maybe they don't take place in the workplace but you have Superstore and you have Parks and Rec then and you have like I mean truly it paved the way and we'll talk about that at the end of the episode all the things The Office really did give us but just up front I mean I can't have a salty vibe check I would rather watch 30 Rock or Parks and Rec but I'm never going to complain if I'm watching The Office it is hilarious right it paved the way and that's why we're talking about it y'all because you love it So you brought up like the comparison and we had the vote up, right? And we put on our Instagram that one of our doctors, Caleb, made the comment that he was shocked that this one got picked because, and he's not wrong. He's not wrong. There are so many clickbaity articles or books or podcasts or things about The Office because it's such a juggernaut, because it made the switch off of streaming. It was just, it was a huge um, topic to dive into. But guys, guys, here's where we're just going to say, like, do you, I guess I, I have a simple question for you. Like, do you trust us? Do you right. have faith in us? Like, do you know who you're dealing do with? Do you want us to be basic? Because we're not basic. So, Like, like do you think we're going to say, like, Dinner Party is the best episode? Oh yeah, my gosh, it is. So but good. if you don't know that, like, you can turn this off. Like, just get over it. Right. We're not going to tell you that there's a British version of The Office. Like, and we're not going to say oh. it's actually the better version. We definitively like, are not. And that's what we are not going to say. Word, but Ricky Gervais these, is a terror. All these Anyways. things that you've heard, like the basic, like, ooh, Lucy Marys, but in a snide way. Like, we're, we're not, not going to tell that. you that it's not filmed in Scranton. We're okay. not going to say that, <laughs> that, know that Ed Helms and John Krasinski, like, went to high school together. Like, we get it. Everybody gets all of that. This is what I call the stepped on the Lego phenomenon. When people, <laughs> and I said. You have we, to explain that. You have to explain Because that. I've thought this for a while. We were, it was, it was, um displayed again recently to remind me but this is the type of thing think about the sentences this it's coming from like looking at the buzzfeed articles that you think are going to be a like a unique opinion and then it's the same i have if there was a count for how many times i've read the sentence how excited i was when a video cart got pushed into my classroom and it was a bill nye video like guys <laughs> come right. on we, we all let's we, stop doing that wait but so actually the other one is didn't i literally you did and i that. let it go i honestly <laughs> let it go because i honestly was I'm like basic. i don't want to start a fight the <laughs> other one is that i always think of is like when people are now in the year of our lord 2021 still making the joke about how it hurts to step on a lego it's like are you right. acting like I've never heard that? Like, what play are we in? That I'm supposed to say, like, a Lego novel. So we're not in that vibe mode. We're going to try to make it fun. We're going to try to do games. We're not here to, like, teach you anything, like, funny or new about The Office that you can't read on our article. 
we're going to take you on the Frankenstein journey through the office. Right. This is not stepped on a Lego episode, guys. And if that's what you're looking for, like go to the Wikipedia page. All right. Yeah. Ask Caleb where he's reading all those articles because he'll tell you. (laughs) All right. So a couple things we are going to do in this episode. Uh, Firstly, we're going to do a snake draft of the characters. And if you've been following us, you know, we're not going to do a snake draft because we don't really know how that works. Slash even when we do know how it works, we don't want to do it. So we're just going to like do schoolyard pick back and forth. How do we even decide who starts? I'm going to flip flip my phone. phone. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So we're going to do like a schoolyard pick of characters that we want on our team. And sometimes Kayla and I really want to thwart each other. Sometimes we try to like work together so we don't take each other's favorites. We'll see what happens. Um, We're each we each picked our top three episodes of the entire series. There are different from each other. And so we're going to kind of talk about those episodes, why they're amazing, uh, the, the just iconic moments. And we also have a ton of random trivia that we'll say throughout that, like, maybe you do know this, but we tried to pick the not the basic ones. And I will say we have our own section called the Cranky Rankers because you know that sometimes when we have an all skate and everybody votes in, people always get cranky about something, right? Kind of like how Caleb is already getting cranky about, you know, why are we doing The Office? Everyone's already done this before. So we have our own section of Cranky Rankers slash hot takes of things that may be unpopular and uh, we're going to fight about them because... That's what you're here for. The That's spice. That's what you come for. So school, I do want to say the, the up pepper, front. The hot pepper. The, pe- <laughs> the picante, spicy, chili pepper. Whenever you were in high school or college, what of the following three websites mean something to you? The Ask Purdue geez. Owl. <laughs> the Purdue <laughs> Owl. Have you ever heard of that one? Nope. Okay. Easy Bib or Bib Me? <laughs> Any of those? Oh, Easy Bib for sure. Easy Bib. Okay. So I'm going to Easy Bib us real quick in the beginning so that I don't get caught for plagiarism. Uh-oh. Any fact that I have, most of the facts that I'm going to share tonight are actually coming from a book called The Office, The Untold Story of the Greatest Sitcom of the 2000s by Andy Green. If you do like The Office or just TV, network TV, like stuff in general, I highly recommend this book. I read it over the summer. It's very, very good, and it does a lot more about maybe some of the unknown stuff that you don't just read on all of those articles. Um, It has interviews with every cast member, every, like, creator, writer, producer, director, camera person. It's very, very good. It's extensive, and that's where I'm getting a lot of the stuff that's just not opinion-based. So that's enter. I'm entering that into Easy Bib right now <laughs> in APA format. You can check our work format. cited in the show so notes. that I don't get caught. And before you at us, we also oh. obviously know there's another iconic duo doing another podcast about The Office. You know Ew. what I'm talking about? Yes. Uh, you barely know because like less iconic than us. But Pam Jenna Fisher, and Pam, and Angela Kinsey, who plays Angela. We know Pam and Angela. They do like, I, it's called what, The Office Ladies, I think. I dare you guys to listen to an episode of that, actually. I really, I actually, this is a challenge to you. I dare you. And it'll just show that like, okay, I couldn't play Pam on The Office. That's what I couldn't do. I know my limits. And Jenna... You can't do a podcast about this either. So I dare you. I would dare you to do that. But yes, there is that if you want to. Lots of things. Lots of things out there. That's the first spicy take. How many characters do we get on our team? Uh, Let's say five. And then if we think there's more like other ones, then we can keep going. Were you thinking more or less? 
Less. I, but I, th- I don't know. I Let's think I had three five. in my head because of the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so many characters. And I think, like, what made this show so amazing is the ensemble work. Like, you have standout people, but it's, yeah. like, I loving that Creed gets this moment in the episode. Like, it's yes. so funny. And I feel like it was really one of the first shows that let the ensemble shine in their, For like, sure. improv. Because most of them were just improv actors that they hired onto this TV show. They weren't, like, TV actors. And so... Yeah. I love that it did that. So we're going to go through a lot of them. I have my little phone right here. You have your phone. Okay. And it's little. I forget. It's, it's not I'll broken say yet. Screen or. Screen or not. But. Screen or butt. And it, yeah. it's it's dead. So hopefully that it like. Throw yeah. it high. Like really. Let's high. Give, am I saying it? Am I saying it? Yeah. You're yeah. calling it in the air. Screen or and butt. And what am I saying? What's it landing on? What's facing up? <laughs> What's facing up? Like a coin. I don't do coin tosses often in my life. Go ahead. Do it. Yeah. It's whichever one's down is the one it is okay ready one two three oh. screen up <laughs> screen Thanks up for clarifying it is screen up so kaylin is gonna get the okay. first pick and you get to pick whatever character you want and then talk me through why you want and this is just like i don't really i could ruin the episode right now or i could further the episode right now so i'm gonna pick to further it i'm gonna take a no, loss. don't pity me. Don't pity me. I want. I'm you not going to pity you. It's okay. It's not okay. like a, it's not a big loss, but I do think I we'll talk about that. But I could ruin it and just turn off the episode. Now. I might let you but have I'm that character. Start. Okay. I might not even pick them first. Okay. Okay. I'm going to start easy, and it's this is the only show that the Meredith and Derek thing does not count for me. If it's yep. a main character, I'm not interested unless we are here at the office, and yep. that has much more to do with my love of the actor than anything, but I'm going to start with Michael Scott as my number one pick, and I will defend that as I go, but Steve Carell is in my short list of, like, biggest crushes ever. Him, James Gandolfini, we've got, like, it's a who's who, as you guys know, of people over 50 at some point. So I'm going to start with Michael Scott. I love Michael Scott. I do. He makes me laugh more in the episodes than almost anybody, and Steve Carell is one of my favorites no matter what. And this is the first time I had ever seen him because I don't know. I can't remember if this was before or after Anchorman, but I wasn't it's allowed to watch Anchorman, that. after Anchorman, but yeah. yeah. Wasn't allowed to watch that or anything else he was in. So let me ask you a question. Between seasons mm-hmm. one and two, truly oh, yeah. what happens so, to guys, his hair? Everybody says, uh, here's what it says. And I honestly think it said this in the book too. And I was like, nah, ah. <laughs> Here's what happened, guys. Like, he got hair plugs and he, like, was on a show and they were like, this is going to be important and you're going to be, okay, okay. What everyone says is, like, I'm telling you, Cody, they said in the book, as if to disrespect me, (laughs) we were pushing, we were combing it back in season one and we stopped in season two. No. No. Well, I can comb uh, mine back and it doesn't mean more grows when I push it up in season two. I can tell you you that with proof. (laughs) If you combed it up, would it suddenly grow no. where it's not? Exactly. I've had to take many months of pills for my hair to grow. Okay, It's guys. not like grass where you just like can cross it in and like grow more. So that is a huge thing. How he looks in season one actually fits his character better. That's how he should have looked the whole time. True. But he transforms slowly into the Steve Carell that we know and love into season two. If Michael Scott is not the success and how funny he is, if he's not that, then this show doesn't get off the ground. Even though the ensemble Correct. is so important you have to just have someone who every time you cut to the get cut to them interview style (laughs) they are just making you have like his little moments into the camera are are funnier than anyone else's moments and if that wasn't true i don't think we'd be talking about the office nine seasons later 
is a moment where he is making like inappropriate joke. That's what she said jokes. And Jan is trying to like corral him into the room. And he ma- and she's like, just stop talking, stop talking. And she's trying to get him into his office. And she- he makes like one final one and everybody laughs. And he does the motion of like kissing his hand to everybody. Like he's like done something great. Brian and I laugh at it so much. And it's those little things of Michael like needing the attention of needing the recognition he can be and is horrific in a lot of scenes but those little things that I know are just Steve Carell's brain working to try to balance this character are why I love him a lot okay I'm gonna do something crazy for my first pick I'm not picking the person that you're offering to me because I'm picking next I know (laughs) you'll pick them next but I I'm going to play it just how I would pick it, not to like spite you. Okay. So that person that is coming next would be my second pick. But truly my first pick. Oh, I'm such a basic. I'm such a basic. I just got so nervous. I know you should. No, my first pick is Jim Halpert. I can't help it. Like, okay. 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 How do you feel about that pick? I'm disillusioned <laughs> i am nervous but i can't talk i picked michael scott so so what right. we did guys is we just picked meredith first and then Derek, and that's like really <laughs> off brand like we sh- we're apologizing but okay of course jim was he started a new type of like heartthrob on tv for yes. sure he was a nerd that you wanted to hang out with he was a guy that people wanted to be friends with i understand it if but you what- look at jim halpert yeah. in seasons one through nine <laughs> Uh, that's quote. not a person you're interested right. in that person is ugly that Correct. person is boring he is unkempt so what yeah. did he do by looking at His the camera bangs. in those moments and right. wh- how did he how did he move us in so delightfully i just feel like he really kind of created a new character that i hadn't seen and genuinely i really do laugh at the things he's doing so i, I feel do, strange yeah. picking him first because it feels it's too scary. basic but at the same time i want to honor that like um what's his name in real life john krasinski <laughs> thank you <laughs> left my mind like what he actually did on that show in the same way that Steve Carell did. They truly made magic. So yeah. So he was our stand in, right? Like we feel the way Jim feels about people around us all the time. That was the thing. Like I still am looking for my camera at my office, just being like, did you guys catch what that lady just said? Right. I feel like the gym. So I get it. I'm I'm already regretting. Oh my gosh. I mean, let's just, we'll just, I'll just keep tabs on what our teams look like. We're okay. Well, I thought that maybe I would get the second one and then it would be a good pairing off each other okay just take the next my one. next pick is obviously and clearly kelly kapoor kelly kapoor so kelly kapoor wow okay guys mindy kaling first of all let's get it out there as a national treasure to me do i like everything she makes honestly no right. do i like everything she does no do i like her enough though and she has some of that sensibility Mindy Kaling has made some jokes in her writing, whether it's here, whether it's in Never Have I Ever, whether it's in The Mindy Project, that are so on the nose and funny to me that I will never part with her. I love her books. I love her personality. I love that she is just a hardworking nerd that's funny and made it and doesn't make it any more glamorous than that in and her first all of you people out there who don't really think about kelly kapoor that much like you're in the so office, i wrong. it's only here between me and you kaylin that we would be fighting for kelly this 
this early in the draft. I knew it. Kelly? It's like such a bummer because she's so funny and some of the things she does so quickly. It's like it. it I don't know. I can't even explain it. When BJ, when he comes back and says, "Does anybody have any questions?" and Kelly says, "Just one. How dare you?" <laughs> just that. When is the best she says. Line. I'm pregnant, and then they cut to her talking head, and she just shakes her head like really quickly, like no, I'm not. Fashion when she show, fashion talk- show, fashion show, fashion show at, show lunch. at lunch. When she's smack talking Pam and saying like Jim's so fat, blah, 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 like with the ping pong. Kelly is so funny, and they did such a brilliant thing of her not being in every episode. She's not in every interaction. Yep. She's in the annex when she screams all of those like things. In <laughs> Mindy is so integral, as we'll talk about, as being a writer, and I would argue one of the better writers, For if you look at the episodes that she is in charge of. Right. She brings this sensibility to Kelly, and what's so great is that Mindy talks about in her books, starting out in Hollywood as, like, a nerd, and she does a chapter about how much work she puts in to make herself look pretty in Hollywood, and it shows you that she just has some of that Mindy sensibility in her. And a line that I will never forget is when she said, like, I naturally... As my natural look, I have three witch hairs coming out of my head, so I have to do extensions. So Mindy is a queen. She made Kelly into a queen. She is not with us that much in the first to second seasons, and then she really rises like a phoenix, and I'm so happy she does. Yep, that's tough. I can't believe. What have I done, truly? You succeeded. I, okay, what have okay. I done? There's no point Let's in Let's hear your number two. Okay, well, with Jim, oh, no, can't do it. Okay, I'm going to go... Uh, this is like a B character, and I don't even mm-hmm. know like why. There's someone else I would be I devastated to know lose. Okay. her so well, oh, considering okay. I haven't watched the later seasons. I absolutely adore Holly. We love Holly. That's I a great pick. I think she is so funny. When she came in as Michael's love interest, like she's doing things that a female love interest just doesn't do. She's nerdy. No. She's weird. She matches Michael's energy somehow. How, but yep. in to me a more likable way. Oh than yeah, Michael. not socially cringy at all. She no. just appeared on a show I'm watching, and on yeah. Only Murders in the Building. Yeah, and she's I was like, fit. she's in a lot. She is one of HBO's like darlings. She's on all HBO original well, stuff. She they can love do her. all the things because she's yes. quirky. She's fun. Yep. I just feel like she's so interesting, even when she's given a little bit to work with. So I'm going Holly. Okay, that's a good one. My third pick, I'm going to pick Daryl from The Warehouse. Ooh, I love Daryl. I love Daryl. I love when he is teaching Michael, like, slang. I love that Daryl is secretly, as you find out as you go on, the most competent and smartest person <laughs> right. in the whole building. I love Daryl. He's so understated and calm but hilarious about all of his interactions, and I'm glad that he gets what he deserves at the end and gets to be in charge and like gets promoted and things like that. So I love Daryl. He's my number three. That is such a good pick. Where am I going here now? Ooh, this <laughs> Where is, have you been this going? This is tough. Where am I going? I think <laughs> I'm going to pick Phyllis. I adore Ooh, okay. Phyllis. <laughs> okay. I love the small cutaway moments where they go to Phyllis because they don't do it that often. And, nope. and truly, I love those like the ensemble characters who just have these little moments because I feel like they reserve them for when they're actually very funny. Yeah. Um, and something about her. I've just always loved. You love Phyllis. You love the sadness. I always first <laughs> think of her as sadness I from know. guys. Ro- like Lucy, Mary Lucy Phyllis Mary. wasn't an actress. She read with them as they were auditioning. And then she was like, that's the stuff we're not bringing into this episode. So trust us. My fourth pick. 
I'm going to say like no question. I have such, I'm so endeared to this woman, Jan Levinson Gould. I (laughs) I love Jan so much. When Jan sings through her entire baby shower, when Jan (laughs) is like, I love the character development of Jan being this one complete thing in the beginning. And then we just see her completely slip into insanity. It is so good. She does, the actress does such a good job of making you believe that. Like, you think that she's this boss in the she beginning. She's so boring in the beginning. Melora. Like, why are they even, like, yes. why are they using and then her this way? She's completely insane. I love Jan Levinson. I love that she is like a smart person that gets completely bamboozled by Michael. So, I'm going to put her as my number four. Who's your, who's your number four? Ugh, my whole team is trash compared to yours. Um, we're going to talk it through. We'll, we'll just do a real <laughs> quick roster after and we'll see. <laughs> Why don't you just take Karen? Why don't you just round it out with Karen? Who's as Karen? What? Who's Karen? Rashida. Guys, ew, I'm embarrassed. I, no, no. <laughs> Who's Karen? Ew, 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 ew. I don't think of her as that character. I, one, don't think of that character. Well, yeah, we'll talk. Period. We'll get to Rashida. So it's not even. Um, Man, it feels weird Ooh. that no one's picked Dwight, but he's not really my type. He would fit in well on your Oh, team. no. I am going. Not, oh, guys, I'm picking Meredith. I <laughs> love Meredith. Do ya? I okay. truly, truly okay. do. I, wow. I'm always endeared more to the female characters. The male characters is just how well, yeah. I am. But Meredith, to me, again, is just like she doesn't have a lot of moments, but the moments she has, like – Sure, Michael hitting her with the car could be funny if it was anyone, but it's funny because it's Meredith. So maybe what Mm -hmm. she represents more than what Kate Flannery is doing as an actress or Mm -hmm. the wigs that are on her towards the end. Mm -hmm. But I love Meredith. I'm picking her. You're going to put Meredith. I'm going to keep this train rolling. I'm going to keep it rolling. I'm going to end just because the dynamic between the two characters are my, is my one of my favorite things of the show. My fifth spot is going to be Toby Flenderson. Because that's what I was going to Having Toby and Michael pick and I forgot back at number three. I was like, dang it, dang it, dang it. I can't pause on this podcast, but I don't remember who it was. I was going to pick Toby. Okay. Toby and Michael together on the one episode that I watched today to refresh when Toby just knocks on Michael's door. Toby, Michael says, not now, not ever. (laughs) Treats him with so much disdain that having them on the same team, I think would be very important. And I laugh very, very much when they're together. So rounding out your team, who is your fifth pick? And then we'll just go through the roster real quick. I want to just dig a hole and crawl into it (laughs) because what have I done? What am I doing? Mm -hmm. Um, the last person, yeah, who is I'm it? I'm gonna pick is you know, what? I'm doing it, I'm doing it. I don't care, guys. Oof. I'm picking Pam, I absolutely <gasps> adore Pam, truly. Mm. And okay. I don't, I don't know how you can like the show if you're not into any form of Jim and Pam. I mean, it's like, right, you're we'll like giving me it. throw up noises for both of those picks. I go know back that and watch them again as an adult. That's my honest to God advice because when I was in high school, Jim and Pam were like goals. It's so good. And to be fair, if you watch it further than you do, their relationship leaves a bad taste. Like it just kind mm. of turns a little bit. That's one of the big downfalls of the show, actually. And gotcha. a lot of the time in the book, they talk about they got them together too early, but they felt pressured because they didn't know how long they'd be there. And by then they didn't have a lot of places to pivot once we got out of that. So early like seasons of Jim and Pam, you cannot beat. It's just if you keep going and get familiar with the end, it's not great. 
Makes sense. I've always been endeared. Yeah, I've always been endeared to Pam. Honestly, usually more than Jim, but just well, be not yeah, yeah. not funnier than Jim. Just endeared no. to her more than Jim. But Jim is obviously the funnier one. And I don't know, guys. I need to stop talking because I just feel like I did a really bad job. Well, let's just review real quick. So on my side of the gym in my jerseys, we have Michael Scott, Kelly Kapoor, Daryl. Jan Levison Gold and Toby Flenderson. You have good variety. They that's a good team. Like together, they look good together. Yep. On your side, though, don't worry. Coming out of the locker rooms, we have Jim, Holly, Phyllis, <laughs> Meredith, and Pam. Not all bad. Things no. took a turn at Meredith and Phyllis. That's where things took a turn for me. But well, that, I forgot that's not Toby. Bad. I really wanted right, Toby right. at the Phyllis pick, and then that right. kind of would have rounded my team out a little bit. The, I don't know. I guess what I'm realizing is I actually don't like that many characters. Like, I didn't know who to pick. The only one that you took for me that I would have liked was Kelly. So even if I had gotten Kelly, I'm not sure where I would go from there because I truly just like when they're all together sitting in the office. Everybody is around. Like, or when they're in the conference room. Those are some of my favorite moments because you just have such a strong ensemble. So it was hard for me to pick out like, oh, I love what Phyllis is doing in this moment. Like, yeah, she makes me laugh sometimes. Right. But Mm -mm. Phyllis in the midst of Dwight doing something crazy, that's what I like. And so I really need all of them or none. So I give my team back and I You're actually trading your team with it. I would say I see what you mean I think that one of my big like points of conversation that I always bring up is that the office started something okay with the ensemble that Parks and Rec actually perfected which is if we were doing this for Parks and Rec agreed there are very few characters that I would be upset to have on my team everybody is good the office that's so true really started with like let's get you interested in all of these people but they're not going to be all fully formed developed like likable people what by the time that they refined it what they did was they weren't as smart in the beginning about the Michael Scott Leslie Nope of it all they kind of lost her but they did really well building this ensemble and then they evened it all out by like the second season and it was amazing I'm so, literally thinking about Parks and Rec and I want every person like everybody. I would be mad by you every you could argue for and not only the mains like yep. I could argue for the people that come on like one or two episodes a season so I do believe that my, the office Except worked that out this is a perfect transition Kaylin to some of our spicy things. Into there is one character from both shows that neither one of I us would say from would my take. whole life. Like we, I would say yeah. she's a character in my life. We wouldn't take this person on our team if they came holding a Fabergé egg worth three thousand dollars. Like I, I wouldn't don't take care her. how many cool hip hop videos you do on on your private Instagram. I don't <laughs> care what kind of straight across bangs you bring to the table at this time. And she'll in your bring life. them in many different seasons of her life. I don't care. What famous people somehow are under your spell and think that you are the best person to be around? Rashida Jones. Rashida Jones. This is our first cranky ranker, How guys. Dare. Rashida Jones is not it. And I guess in Parks and Rec, they hired her, but then realized she's not it. And then <laughs> just made her the straight man. Like I was like, why do you even need a straight? We didn't need a straight man to Leslie Nope, truly. like The people love her. This is what I'm saying. The people love her. And I'm going to say this, guys. This is going to sound, I'm telling you, this could sound crazy. <laughs> it is one, it is, it's an insult to myself. I promise you I'm not speaking highly of myself. What I have always thought about Rashida Jones. Yep. She is reading a script 
exactly how I would read a script. And when I tell you that we hate what we see, like we hate in others what we see in ourselves, (laughs) I look at Rashida and think like, oh, I know, because that's how I read my dying scene as Eponine. Like in high school, there was nothing behind the eyes. A little fall of rain. I like collapsed in three parts down to the stage. Like I didn't know how to do it. Rashida is the same, which is to say, I feel like... In real life, she can make some jokes. She can do, but once she gets put in front of that camera, guys, she really goes dead. And, and it, she does it in it everything. It did not help that she was brought on as the person that would maybe break up Jim and Pam when at that point she in was time, stuck. everyone had right. stars in their eyes for that couple. Oh, so she was the worst. That didn't help her case, but then they gave her opportunities to fly and she did no flying she did a lot of falling and so Rashida we know you listen to us and I respect your game and the money that you've made but how dare you there are moments in the office that stick in my brain like completely rent free that are the cringiest things in the world obviously Scott's tots is like top but honestly Right below Michael Scott promising all of these inner city kids that he can give them this money that he can't is a scene where Rashida Jones does the symbol. What's this? What would you say this the, like, is? Love rock symbol, on. Rock on. No, like, like rock oh, on. Rock on, yeah. And puts her tongue out and says, like, Call of Duty at her desk. <laughs> like, that to me, I'll have a nightmare tonight. I promise you, I will. <laughs> so we don't love that from Rashida. We're not into it. Who else do we like just not vibe with? So this is mine and probably not you, but. I respect BJ Novak as a writer. I hated the character of Ryan. And I know you're supposed to hate him. I hate that's another cringe moment. I didn't think that Ryan was like, I didn't even think he was that good at being hated. Like people were obsessed and they're like, BJ, he's he's the John Krasinski. We love him. He's the and I just never felt that way. I was always Team Kelly and he makes me laugh occasionally. But for the most part, I was just like, I just don't think BJ Novak is it, guys. Behind the scenes, sure. In front of the camera, I don't need it. There is a line that BJ Novak delivers in one episode that is the problem of like the patriarchy and like like everything where he says like, Pam, could you make the copy? I'd probably just mess it up. You'd do it better. And that sticks with me as like Ryan's whole character. Also, though, in real life, I love BJ so much that it is a hard thing to reconcile. I am convinced, as I've said before on record, that is Mindy Kaling's father of her children. She's never going to tell us. She's never going to admit it. But I know that they've made this decision together and that that's why we're not allowed to see her kids because we would figure it out that they were their their love children but whatever I love their friendship I love again he's one of those that wrote such brilliant things for this show but Ryan is definitely not it for me and in no other TV show could a character like Angela really be on it because the, she's she's not given us anything. However, in her relationships with Dwight and with Andy, because those two characters are so off the walls, there are some funny moments that happen just because of who she is. But I'm kind of like blink blink when Angela's on the screen. All I'll say, and this honestly <laughs> like... Strike this from the record. I will say that this was like a fake or something if and when the office ladies listen. All I will say is that the actress that plays Angela may or may not have been married to one of the creators of the show. That's all I'm going to say. And if that doesn't that uh, to me, that fills that out a little bit. She does. okay. Yep. But I every time I see this woman show up and everything else, it is shocking to me how bad she is in other things. And so when I see her in New Girl or even in Never Have I Ever or things like that, I'm like, gosh, this woman cannot speak these lines. How did this happen? 
I'll just leave that on the table. Like, I think someone wrote well for what she could do, but I'm almost never, ever laughing at Angela. So that's a lot of our cranky rankers. I mean, if you feel a certain way about what we said, sound off, guys. Give us some DMs. Slide into our DMs. Caleb, bet you didn't expect that. Caleb, bet you didn't see that in a BuzzFeed. I'm thinking about one of our good, good friends, Emily Hallowell, who is a Rashida Stan, I believe, <laughs> who might not be super I don't happy know. with the way we. Do. I don't know. I think she was an Angie Tribeca Stan. I don't know if she's a Rashida okay. Stan or not, but people she's do that love show Angie yeah. Tribeca. People love it. Okay, let's go into our top three episodes. I'm gonna say we should go three, two, one. Okay, so you've got to rank okay. them. You have to pick your favorite or favorites. We won't stay on each one too long, but just like, nope. why do you love it? What's so good about it? Okay, so my number three. Yep. Um. Okay, I picked my three after seeing yours, and so I'm I'm leaving one of these to you, but it probably would be in mine. My number three is going to be the Dundies. It's classic. It, it started this whole thing. Like, I love, maybe because I want to, like, do that in my own life. Like, I give awards mm-hmm. out at, like, my Halloween Can't Stop party. It's kind right. of a big deal to get an oh. award there. Wow. Um, but I think it's so fun when when people do that when you have Pam drunk screaming into the camera mm-hmm. like they're they're at a different setting which those episodes are always they stick in my mind because they're at the Chili's instead of being in the <laughs> office and so I think that episode is so fun I forgot that it was season two episode one oh, that yeah. was so surprising to me I didn't remember that was the the season opener and season two is definitively my favorite season of the four that I've watched <laughs> because we had season two on DVD and my family would just watch it yes. over and over and over again so love the Okay. Love the Dundies. I will let, well, we can both talk about the one. I had another one that could have subbed in there, but we'll talk about that one later um, in our list so we can both kind of go into it. My number three is Back from Vacation, which is the episode after the Christmas special in season three. And it's when Michael Scott comes back with the little beads in his hair and the steel drum and he has the picture of Jan (laughs) that he accidentally sends to everybody. Oh my gosh. Highlights include when they pick when they pick her out of the picture and they say is that Jan and he says no that's a German woman I met and Jim says what's her name and he says Urgel grew. Like (laughs) super Urgel grew. (laughs) We have a little bit of Todd Packer which Todd Packer with Michael Scott is so funny. Like Todd Packer is the definition of a man that you just loathe. And yep. they did him so perfectly how everybody reacts to him. We And the, the best part to me is that we have settled in to our real cast that comes in this episode because that woman with the baby Hannah quits kind of right before this. And so we've lost all the Stanford people that we don't need and we're stuck right. with who we keep for a little bit in this episode. Um, it's also the beginning of Michael and Jan for real because at the end of this episode is when Jan says... I'm going to stick with you, even though you think for sure he sent this picture around. It's blown up in the warehouse. There are so him running down the hall, like to try to stop the email. I love this one. They keep saying the Sandals Resort. They just keep mentioning that they have gone to Sandals. At the Sandals Resort, he said the Jamaican people don't have a word for impossible. And Jim said that they speak English, so it's impossible. (laughs) It's so good. It's so good. His little steel drum gets hit by a forklift. It's amazing. I love that one back from vacation 
All right, coming in at number two for me, uh, I have Fun Run Parts 1 and 2. So good. I already referenced this is in season four. I already referenced it because it starts with Michael hitting <laughs> Meredith with his car. <laughs> it was just so like somebody good. pitched that at a pitch meeting. And everyone was just like, that's perfect. That's gold. Exactly. And then it just goes from there. There's so much gold in this episode, but obviously the main takeaway is the bleeding nipples the bleeding it hurts me to watch that because as a man of a certain size i also <laughs> sometimes as a have a chafing problem and i've never had them bleed but like i literally during that i'm like no 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 no, no. ow i think there's mm-hmm. so many fun things happening in the fun run and I love these standalone episodes where they're just like rallying around something like there's this major plot point of something that happens. It sticks in your mind well and it's super fun. Love it. Um, After that, we have safety training for me. Safety training is just watched it today for whatever time. Where Michael gets upset because the warehouse is dangerous and the office is not so dangerous. And so he's trying to like fix that and talk about depression and things. There are a couple moments in this episode that I will never, ever not laugh at. One is when he gets mad because he can't use the crushing, like the compactor. Yep. And he says, like, well, then have Padge do it. Why don't you have Padge do it? Padge, he hates her. When they put the watermelon off of the roof to test the trampoline and they both go like, whoa, 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 whoa. And it hits Stanley's car. It's so good. When he's doing his monologue, they figure out he's really going to jump off. I love this one where he's reading the depression facts. <laughs> I think like, this one isn't depression is so just good. a fancy word for feeling bummed out? For feeling <laughs> bummed out. Everybody, if you had a Facebook or anything in this year, everyone was Dwight, you ignorant slut. Like that was like a, such a famous line from this one. I love safety training. All right. My number one episode, not because it is the funniest ever, but Oof. because I watched it. And just absolutely adored the entire thing. I think truly what I love about The Office, I already kind of said it, but is the heart behind the group. When the group gets together and they're doing something and this just defined that. And this is in season two, Office Olympics. And I loved when I watched the finale today that Phyllis brings it back up to Jim in the very end. She's like, remember Flonkerton from the Office mm-hmm. Olympics? Like, I love that it got a little shout out in the finale. I'm like, okay, it must be important. He made the the medals out of the yogurt lids and the paper clips. And Creed is like, I still have my medal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just like, there's something so sweet about this episode. And maybe I do like that Dwight and Michael aren't there in the office during the episode. I'm not sure if that's part of it, but love Office Olympics. And it's something that I would like to try. You did it. You made us all do it our freshman year. Like you did this exact same thing and made all of these like games happen I for us. I forgot that story. I actually I was going to say is that the whole point of why you like this? Like you copied we had a whole night of our freshman year true. made after this. Real quick I'm 30 do seconds an evaluation um, on you after we had this a like thing a mental called one. Allway Olympics that, that I did right. invent that I made everyone dress up that we did From we crawled this. on the floor. We did like um What's Did the mathematics things? I it was Minutes between it. me and you Tiamara. And, yeah. And I don't remember who won, but yes, I did base it off Office Olympics. Totally forgot about that. So guys, you know, we're a <laughs> little we bit are. older than we once were. That was uh-huh. twelve years ago. So <sighs> Okay. Last number one, we both had this on our list. To be fair, the injury is in season two. Injury. Mindy wrote this one, which is when you know the injury is 
literally from start to finish. The dinner party is a perfect episode. We're not going to waste your time. It's a perfect bottle episode. It's perfect. It's everything is funny about it. But the injury is honestly in that same list. It is so, so funny. When Michael says, like, yeah, so I like the smell of bacon. Sue me. When he says, no, I don't want an aspirin. Yeah, I'm a little fussy to Ryan. I love it. When he falls off the toilet and they say, and Toby's the one outside and he says, send Ryan. And Toby says, Ryan, and then pauses and says, is dead. And Steve, Michael sees him later and says, oh, I thought you were dead. This episode is so good. It's brilliant. And I remember when I watched it, like that, this is, I think, episode 12 of two, season two. That is the funniest one up to that point. Like that is the one that just like, I think changed it. It's just so, so good. And I think this really allows Michael Scott, like Steve Carell to do his thing. You have all these improv actors who have come up through Chicago and New York and like they're used to doing this outlandish stuff. Mm -hmm. And he gets to do outlandish stuff all the time. But it's kind of similar to like the flu episodes from Parks and Rec. Where you just let them be over the top and crazy, like in some sort of modified state so he's injured he's in pain he's loopy a little bit like it's so funny to watch him just be able to play around with that and go really big i think this i still think about like what if i made bacon just on my my, my nightstand i mean he's a genius he's not wrong about the convenience he's and the not ease wrong okay Those so that's pretty good some pretty good episodes honestly they're all from the earlier well that's what i was gonna say so my alternate was when they actually go through at the end and if you've never seen this one actually you would like this one you would like this one a lot and they do threat level midnight they do okay. his movie yeah i love that one they actually at that point in the show it's in season seven um, a lot of the people that they film have left, so you haven't seen them anymore. And then they're showing the movie that they all made with, like, cutbacks. And it's Aww. so sweet because Holly, it, for a time, Michael thinks that they're all making fun of him. And they're not. They're all excited because they're watching, like, this whole movie of their thing. Holly's the one that gets them to watch it. Holly's the one that, like, brings him back. And ho- it really shows how good Holly is for him mm. and shows her his passion of making this movie. And it has cameos from everybody. Like, Jan comes back. Everybody comes back. It's really a good one. That's in season seven. That one I really like, too, from the later seasons. Cool. So why don't we move into just some, like, random trivia cool. facts that we found interesting that hopefully aren't, like, the most common in the world. But I'll start with a little bit of a common thing. Do you know some of the people that were in the running for mm-hmm. for Steve Carell and stuff? I want to share with you one that I was, like in what world Mm -hmm. so for michael scott melissa mccarthy's husband yeah audition for the role Mm -hmm. of michael Mm -hmm. scott you and i have talked about this but not publicly melissa mccarthy's husband is just brought into every project that she's on they make that's what his title should be on imdb i don't want his name on there i I, want it to be melissa mccarthy's husband i read his thing it was like he didn't get the role but then he was in spy and this and that it was just melissa mccarthy of of bridesmaids and maybe you've heard yeah of um what's it called nine perfect strangers strangers. now i just don't care for him i don't think he's funny and i read that no. and i was like wh- who would have given him how did he even how? make it far in the casting melissa, melissa mccarthy was probably paying his auditioned way. and was and they were like oh but we don't want it to be a girl actually so i guess your husband <laughs> could come in i yeah. guess yeah of course um okay so again most of these facts that i have are from the book one of the most interesting ones that people nbc will not comment on but it is in the book is that allegedly <laughs> it goes 
Steve Carell did not want to leave. They just didn't re-up his contract. They didn't say anything to him. And so they just like let it expire. They didn't renegotiate for him to come back. They never had a con- like a conversation about it. And so as soon as season seven was ending, he just knew that he was going. And they really didn't talk about it. And people say to this day, some people in the camp of creation are like, if they just would have asked him, I think he would have stayed on till the end. And that mm. could have totally changed the trajectory of the show because a lot of people think, that once he left, you know, they were jumping the shark and they're bringing in these other people. And it just doesn't they obviously had him come back. It was a surprise to the cast that he came back in the finale when they're seeing him. They don't know that he's coming back. And so that's amazing. Yeah. Everybody says Steve Carell is the nicest man in Hollywood. And so they just said that this was just like a natural thing that he wasn't going to fight for anything or ask for more money. He was just done whenever it was done. And so they just left, which is so crazy. And they're probably kicking themselves. They could have had him for the rest of it. But in whatever. what world are you working on a TV show and not like working on the contract of your main they just, star? They just, just never brought it up. It's so interesting. So they, that's what like the lore is of what it lost really him. could have changed the trajectory of his career too. I don't yes. know for sure, but if he had stayed on for two more seasons, like he does some pretty important stuff after the I office. I mean, he that never would have him. done Evan Almighty, and that's what we have to like. I mean, honestly, like we have to think about it, and it's just like that never. would have been a major loss for us. Now that would have been huge. Um, something that I always I thought of you when I read it. I told you this, but they were trying to get this. Uh, really like they've never shot a TV show like this before. They were telling you that there's cameramen there. They're telling you that it's going right. to be janky and shoddy and stuff like that when they're running and everything. So in the very beginning, they pulled a guy that had done season one of Survivor because yep. they said this guy is and his name's Randall Einhorn knows how to follow people when he's when they're unpredictable and just go with them. And so he kind of created the feel of the videography on the show, which is so cool because it had to look unprofessional, but like we couldn't get sick while we were watching like right. Blair Witch Project. <laughs> and he knew how to do that. Or like Maury when they're like, you're not the father. Oh my and God. And those people are like, <laughs> exactly. So they were using the technology and the people behind shows like Survivor because they said they know how to do reality show. That's what we're trying to emulate. So let's bring them over here. That is so fascinating. And I think like Mm -hmm. that really made it set them apart from other comedies. Like basically up to that point, we just had sitcoms in the classic sense of, yeah, (laughs) or like uh, Two and a Half Men. I mean, maybe it wasn't that, but like (laughs) shows, they're all just on sound stages. And it's like, so they really created something different. And so I'm glad they kind of took a risk and they're like, let's bring this guy over from Survivor to do this. Yes. Last, lastly, how they created the sets. So they're on a huge soundstage. They're actually on the stage that Felicity was filmed in when they're on like their lot. Oh my gosh. But the costumers, the sound, the set designers, everybody wanted to really get it right, which I argue the clothes and how that office looks is exactly correct. Like yep. they got it exactly correct from the paper that has the holes on the side. Everything is exactly right. And so they went to a real place The um, place called Economy Office Supply in Glendale and just sat there for months and watched what people wore. They watched how people talked. They watched how they did birthdays. They watched all of it. And then they came back and created it. So in the very beginning in seasons like one and two, there are entire episodes where Creed or Meredith are just sitting there and the actors literally just sat there for like 10 hours of shooting a day and read newspapers or did whatever because that's what you do in an office. So that would be the best job ever ever um and they had it created to look exactly like that office and they pulled it off perfectly what would have happened kaylin if i had used one of my picks to pick creed because i was thinking about it i love i would have respected it a heck of a lot more than phyllis or meredith yeah i thought you would have like ended the call Mm -mm, like immediately mm -mm. stanley's my least favorite character on the whole show 
Huh. Phyllis and Meredith are pretty close behind, so Creed Creed is middle of the pack for me. I, I would have been good with Creed. Stanley is the least favorite. Interesting. Stanley says, did I stutter to Michael? And I can't watch that episode. When he yells at him, <gasps> I can't watch that. I hate that. I hate I that. I adore it. That to me is fine. Like Michael gets his comeuppance. Stanley like, is the most is... miserable. He should have been fired a million times. I cannot stand. <laughs> he brings nothing to the show. I cannot stand Stanley. They just make him a curmudgeon for no reason. Creed, love. Love Creed. <laughs> So why don't we go into just our final segment that is basically because the office was what it was, what has it given us? What is it, what has it yes. turned into that we are thankful for or sometimes not so thankful for? So we already mentioned, obviously, it gave us the Parks and Rec and the single cam documentary comedies. I mean, you have so many of those popping up that it's like hard to imagine a world where that never well, started, not. right? Because that's almost every comedy nowadays is like this equation works let's put a bunch right. of funny people in one location give them normal tasks and people are going to gravitate towards it so i always just think like what that. if everything still looked like full house right <laughs> like what if everything was like that and this show is really what stopped that so we're grateful for that we talked about mindy it gave us mindy in general this was like her first big break it gave us everything that she brought us um and it gave us a quiet place really because your number really? one pick John Krasinski, I think without The Office, John Krasinski, I don't know that he gets famous. He does. He's not attractive There's in the beginning. No way. Right. You and couldn't now, remember his face if you tried. If you tried. <laughs> and now he has had the biggest glow up of anybody. Like, on, oh yeah. What's that um mm-hmm. show that he's on Amazon that they really tried to sell us on? Jack like, Ryan. Jack, Jack Ryan. Ryan. Every <laughs> box you got in the mail from Amazon had Jack Ryan on it. They were like, like this or Bosch. Pick whichever one you want. How do they one of these? Bill John Krasinski into this like lumber lumber hunk of a man now in like a quiet place where he's rugged Mm -hmm. and all these things like in what world and it's so cool because he's like behind the scenes too of a quiet place and like Mm -hmm. directing and all these things so i'm thankful because quiet place is awesome i love both one and two of those movies he did it it also brought us all of the michael Schur projects so that whole universe he was um moe's on the office i read that today and did not know that I did not know that really? I thought Moe's That's was one of those true. Lucy Marys that I would have right. said like, well, we get That's it. So but basic, but I so basic. thought, well, let's also remember I watched seasons one through four from 2005 say, to 2009. So yeah, right, <laughs> so, right, 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 right. But him being Moe's was hilarious to me because I always was like, Moe's is so funny to me so because funny. I was like, I think they just got a person from a farm. Yeah, <laughs> so. basically. Um, so he brought, he brings us stuff like the good place, Brooklyn nine, nine, the nosedive episode of black mirror. He does parks and rec obviously after right after the office so i love his sensibility there's some other random shows that he's written one or two episodes from like the comeback and things like that that i just really think he's very funny and he got kind of i mean he did snl before this but really he came to fame and became nbc's like go-to creator and showrunner because of the office we have to talk for a second about someone who I also would never choose and that is Roy so Karen obviously Ugh. we're never going to choose Roy Roy and if so I then I man in real life <laughs> I I would say run. just one how dare you like <laughs> yes. honestly You've done so, so much wrong. He to pops me. up in all these other shows, and so then he's yep. in Parenthood, and he like. And is, guess what? Right, he's bad, horrible. He's bad, horrific. <laughs> and we thought Julia. Oh my gosh, he's in Mayor of Easttown, and like, 
Honestly, I don't know. Like, I, allegedly, he's not guilty. I don't know. That was such a good trick of Mayor of Easttown so good, because we're like, all built to distrust this guy. So uh-huh. the second she assumes he's done something bad, in minor spoiler alert, I guess he like isn't quote unquote the bad one but i'm like, like yeah he is remains to be seen it <laughs> yeah. really remains to be seen we do have to say unfortunately it did bring us the hangover series because there's no way that ed helms does anything if it's not for this i don't think except maybe plays the banjo at like a winery that you go to on the weekends like that's what exactly. he's there for but then he goes into the hangover series and On a positive note, it brings us Steve Carell as, like, the hottie that he is today. (laughs) Go ahead and watch – or, like, look up some things of him recently with, like, the beard, the salt and pepper hair, and you tell me. When he came back for the finale with salt and pepper hair, I was like, he looks 1,000 times better. Okay. He's aging well. Steve Carell, though, I think – Again, I love that he's one of the nicest people ever, allegedly, like in how everybody says it. And he's so good. He can do dramatic stuff. He can do funny stuff. And I'm glad that this wasn't the only thing he's known for. He's gone beyond. I would say he's one of the few people that did such a massive character. But nowadays, like that does not define him. He's moved on and worked so, so much. So I'm glad that it brought us that. Well, that's our deep dive on The Office. I'm diving in. I'm going deep. In oh. over my head, I want to be for movie? all you what? 90s what Christians I know, out but there. isn't that what the camp movie The summer on camp Netflix? movie, which we do need to do a deep dive of. Actually, I have to watch it. I can't believe I haven't watched Same. it yet. That's really All right, thank you guys. Important. We're going to have an all skate for everybody to put their lists in and to vote on. So be on the lookout at social media on Friday where we will post that. And we will see you next time. Bye.